between two mountains. This is the low point where they come through. You can see the water bottle there on the left by leftist activists. And on the US side, on all these high points, the cartel has lookouts, depending on where they're running their people and their drugs. The border road is right there, right on the other side where the wall ends. We've got the Sinaloa drug cartel who control this whole area, running their people and their drugs through this area nonstop, being aided and abetted by leftist enemies within. We're gonna go up and show you some of their bunkers now. It's gotten so bad, basically Border Patrol doesn't even come out here anymore. They're so, the resources are stretched so thin. They sit 30 miles away yeah, I love it. and hope that they catch the cars as they're coming through or the people as they're going across the desert. And they're only getting a fraction of what's coming. They should be right here all along our border. This is the border right there. Got a cartel on these mountains over here. Bunkers fighting against cartel up on top of this mountain here for control of this area. I couldn't see any sign of life over in the bunkers that are over here. From what we understand, these were El Chapo's sons who were trying to take over the Sinaloa cartel. But up on here on top of the mountain, we saw uh, lots of sign of life. So it looks like Tim Foley of Arizona Border Recon has seen firefights between them. It looks like this cartel has come over and taken out this cartel. I couldn't tell if those were bodies on the ground or just burned out camps. But this one is well fortified, heavily armed, and in continuous operation right on the Mexico side of the border, uh, right where the wall ends. This is Joe Biden's America. And as people are being distracted, as we're pulling Border Patrol resources to the other parts to process the fake asylum seekers, we're giving up our country to armed cartels that are simply walking in with their drugs and their slaves. We need our dollars being spent to secure our border, not Ukraine's. This should not be allowed to happen. We should not have armed combatants permanently staged on our border and inside of our border. This is a war. We're just losing it. Because every single day, the leftists that put this water out for the cartels grow stronger and more emboldened and the cartels do as well. Vienes entrando con esa actitud. Vienes entrando a un país que ni te pertenece. Vienes con esa actitud. Las cintas van guardadas. Oh, this guy right here, man. Todavía no se levanta el baby. No, están mal lo que están haciendo ustedes, eh. Ah, no se haga. Espero que ahorita le hagan un reporte. Eso está mal. Yo estoy muy en contra del tráfico de humanos y más de niños. Ese niño viene drogado. Va, va. Totally unresponsive to the light. Anybody would res be responsive to this bright light in their face. No responde ni a la luz. Ni a la luz responde. That kid is not even responding to the light. Okay, welcome. It's Monday, 29 August, the year of our Lord, 2022. We're going to start today with signal. Not the noise you hear on other newscasts. Not the noise you hear on the MSNBCs, the world, and the CNNs. We're going to talk about reality. Reality in two parts of the world that are pressing in on the United States of America. One is a uh, a massive, massive illegal alien migration sweep into the United States, an invasion on the southern border. Daily Mail. In fact, if we can put that map up, if we get a chance, 4.9 million. Remember, we had uh, Todd Benzman and others on a couple of weeks ago. We walked through the math. Other news organizations have picked it up. 4.9 million. 4.9 million uh illegal aliens now in the country in the first 18 months of the Biden administration every month's a record uh we're going to go and cover it all today also Europe the collapse 
of the European economies, particularly France and Germany. We're going to talk about uh, the economy. We're going to talk about how it impacts the United States, how this invasion impacts the United States, as we are 70 days away now from the run-up. All kind of psyops coming out in uh, on, on the polling about the midterm elections. Everybody take a deep breath. We're going to break that all down, too. The CBS numbers they're coming out with, they're only going to win 12 seats. The numbers are actually, when you look at them, quite strong. So let's just get focused and stay, boom, on 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 message. We're staying on uh, on our mission, right? Our mission is to blow out the Democratic Party on November 8th. We're going to go around. We're going to go from El Paso, Texas, and talking about Yuma. We're going to be in um, in Tijuana. Uh, also, Ben Burkwam and this amazing reporting he's done on the cartels in outside of Tucson, Arizona. Let's start with uh, Anthony Aguero. He's in El Paso, Texas. But that, that footage, very disturbing, Anthony, is from the Yuma sector. Correct me if I'm wrong, brother. I, it, the sector you were in uh, doing this nighttime patrols you were doing with the Border Patrol, I, I thought Doug Ducey secured this with the uh, with the tractor trailers. I thought the, I thought the trailers um, had, were, were double stacked and that, this, that he had now secured. He had built his own wall finally. Uh, it, tell me what went on. What did we see right there? Very disturbing with those, uh, with the children, particularly the one that was unresponsive. That's right, Steve. So what we're witnessing out there in Arizona with Governor Ducey is just another clown show. Uh, these containers are not stopping absolutely nothing. All they're doing is basically shifting all of that traffic away from the public eye view. Uh, every night that we were out there, we witnessed an average of about 800 individuals coming in every single night. At some times, Border Patrol was not even out there to receive these people and take them into custody immediately. Some of the times individuals walk right into the community. So when you have governors like Governor Ducey touting and popping We just dropped the signal from El Paso. That's okay. We'll get him back up. Anthony's in El Paso, Texas. In fact, he's going to be visiting our wall today. We'll have more reporting on that. But uh, his reporting essentially is 800 uh, individuals a night just coming through that one sector that Ducey says is secure. And, of course, uh, I think a big portion is he back up. Anthony, of uh, in, in your footage that we've been able to watch, a, a, it seems a large portion of these are children. Walk us through, is this being trafficked by the cartels? Is this human trafficking? Are these actually accompanied children? And what percentage of the, of the 800 a night are children? So that particular night, Steve, we witnessed about 200 kids as family units coming in with uh, multiple adults. It's been about 800 adults every single night consistently for the last five nights that we were out there. And so basically all they did was move the people that are coming in every night away from public eye view. And they're just continuing to come in every single night. We also witnessed a woman come in completely distraught that had just been sexually abused on American soil right on the other side of the wall. This particular area of the border, I'm sorry to tell you, is not secure. If this individual really wanted to secure the border, Steve, he would actually uh, I I implicate the Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the Constitution, just like Governor Abbott. All of these shipping containers cost the, the, the taxpayers of Arizona $6 million when an average container only costs you about $4,500. Now, one thing that we want to point out also, talking about these governors, is that Governor Abbott shipping all these individuals to New York, when I see people clapping for this behavior, I'm downfounded simply because in 2010, Steve, if we go back to 2010 census, for every 770,000 illegal aliens that filled out the 2010 U.S. census in a sanctuary city or state, the Democrats added another U.S. House of Representatives seat to them. So this is not helping anybody whatsoever. We need to do something better at our southern border. Uh, I just want to go over this. The, the child that was um, that was not responsive, are, are, are these children, was that the parents? Do we have any way of understanding even the 200? Do, does the Border Patrol have any way, and I'll bring Burkwam in here in a second, do they have any way of understanding who are actually, are these accompanied by their parents or relatives are these children just being trafficked trafficked into the United States? A lot of the times these children are just being trafficked. They go basically unchecked and unvetted. Unless the child actually is telling on these individuals, hey, this is not my parents, Border Patrol will basically do nothing and continue just to continue feeding the pipeline, Steve. 
Okay, uh, just hang right there, Anthony. Anthony's in El Paso today. We're going to come back in a minute. We've got uh, Oscar Ramirez in uh, Tijuana, and we've got Ben Burkwam, who did this amazing reporting uh, outside of Tucson. Ben, uh, there was an incident, I think, in the Tucson sector overnight or over the weekend. An 18-month-year-old and a 4-month-year-old were, were found just wandering around. Is, is this an unresponsive, the, the, uh, uh, children who had essentially been abandoned? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Steve, you see this everywhere now. This is the the stat the, the current uh, status of our border. Uh, it is it's out of control, and, and in places like Tucson, the sad reality is you don't have border patrol agents down there to staff it in order to even uh, know what's coming through. And and they are sending children through in these places too. These are the areas uh, that we were showing down there where the the cartel has their bunkers set up. This is completely controlled by the cartels. They're sending drugs and people, uh, child trafficking, and and to dig more in on the question about those children down there, uh, this that, that Anthony is reporting on, that is the location where I interviewed the Border Patrol, the former Border Patrol sector chief uh, in Yuma, and he said they had one child that was recycled. They call it recycling, where they, they're used by adults, sent across, and then sent back to the cartel to be used again. One child was recycled 17 times there. Uh, they estimate, Border Patrol estimates, that a minimum of one-third of the children that are coming across do not belong to the adults that they're coming across with. But because they've been sued by the ACLU and other leftist organizations, the same leftist organizations that are aiding and abetting the invasion into our country, they're not allowed to do biometric testing. So this is, it is... Uh, an absolute catastrophe. Yeah. It's a humanitarian disaster. We are we're aiding and abetting the trafficking of children along with drugs and everything else that you see. I want you guys to hang through the break. We're going to stay over for another segment. But if Real America's Voice, if Denver could put back up the, the B-roll of, of, of Ben, I, I want to address this for a second. Because um, uh, Oscar is going to talk to us in a second from Tijuana about the record number of caravans. Every month we're sending a record for the number of illegals uh, coming in here or people seeking asylum under false pretenses, right? Um, we're setting records. They're 4.9 million now in the first 18 months. This what this footage of Ben Burkwam is so important because you're showing an enormously ex uh, uh, complicated and sophisticated uh, series of forts and dugouts and, and basically processing to make sure they can get the drugs, the fentanyl, and the human trafficking across. This is tied back. This is inextricably linked. This is the tip of their spear right at the uh, southern border of the United States. But that's that's what they're they're promising and they're getting paid for by the human tra by the people that are giving money to be trafficked in here. And of course, they're doing the drugs with the Chinese tongs and, the, and, and obviously the cartels themselves are bringing the fentanyl in. This shows you Ben's footage is so amazing, Ben, because that's as sophisticated as uh, like uh, Army Special Forces or Marine Special Forces. I mean, these guys have really got these very sophisticated networks up there. Can you explain it to us for a second? Yeah, it, it is. It's sophisticated. It's well-armed. These guys are, are making billions of dollars. They have the, the best weapons in, in the industry. Uh, I witnessed v visibly myself multiple AK-47s. Um, they've got uh, any weapon that they want, they've got up there, and it's coordinated. To the, the level of coordination is, is tough to imagine. If these guys weren't criminal, evil, terrorist cartel members, they'd be really sophisticated business operators. Uh, this is a military-style operation on the border of the well, U.S.-Mexico border that enters the United States. Well, look, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's a huge business. It's a sophisticated business. They're very smart on the business side. Yeah. Look, they're evil, and, the, and they will kill you, and they th think nothing of, of, of people. You made a very good point. This is drugs and slaves. This is slaves. This is human yep. slavery, and they're trafficking in slavery, okay? And it's open. It's not that we don't know this. Everybody knows it. It's open. Everybody yep. understands what's going and, on, and, understand and, rather, and they're, they're exacerbating, looking the other way. Hang on, rather, Ben. Just hang on for once. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, and rather no, than ahead. actually doing anything, I mean, right where I was standing, we could put a, a unit, uh, an army unit or a military unit out there and stop this. Uh, but they're taking Border Patrol away and sending them to places like Yuma, like Eagle Pass to process more illegals, these, these fake asylum seekers. Uh, it's just it, we're doing the exact opposite of what we should be doing as a nation. Four point nine million. And that's the Daily Mail went back and checked every different group and derived the same number that Todd Benzman in the war room did a couple weeks ago. OK, short commercial break. Steve Cortez is going to join us. We're going to go to Tijuana with Oscar uh, Ramirez to talk about the caravans, record caravans in August heading north. All of it next in the war room. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. 
You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're purposely not starting in Mar-a-Lago because we're not going to be sucked into uh, what the mainstream media wants you to focus on, right? Which is this ridiculous uh, administrative state librarian, which is the National Archives, uh, debate over presidential records. That's essentially what we're talking about, right? And the presidential library, all of it. It's complete and total nonsense. Um, we're going to talk about the invasion of our country. We're going to talk about the collapse of European economies, both of which are going to have a dramatic input uh, impact on you, the viewers of this show. I want to go to Cortez and put it in perspective before we go back uh, to Mexico with Oscar Blue Ramirez um, and the team at Real America's Voice. Uh, Cortez, you have said from day one, right? And I just want to remind people, on Friday, we played uh, to 18 months to the day in February of 2021, just barely 30 days into this re- illegitimate regime's tenure uh, as uh, it, with control of the economy. We said, Cortez and I walked through chapter and verse of how you're going to have stagflation, a recession right. with inflation, right? To the day, 26 February 2021. You have then been, I think, the forefront of saying, hey, this is going to come down to inflation and immigration. And that's where we wanted to start this morning on the southern border. Uh, if we can get the Daily Mail's uh, map up, you can take my beautiful smiling face off and put up Cortez. That map. that map was what Todd Bensman, as you remember, Steve, we went through with Todd a couple weeks ago and the guys at CIS. How many right. illegals have been here in the first 18 months? Over <laughs> 4 million. And every right. month's a record. Uh, 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 Brother uh, Ramirez is going to tell us from Tijuana, a record number of caravans have launched in the month of August. Ben mm-hmm. Burkwam's reporting from Tucson that they've got the most sophisticated, really, network of forts is what they are, and way stations. They're very right. sophisticated way stations. And then, you know, Anthony Aguero is saying, hey, whatever Ducey and Abbott are telling you, it's all happy talk. Right. They're, right. T- they're putting t- tractor trailers up for photo ops and they're 800 coming across a night with 200 children. And we don't know how many of those are trafficked, though. Ben Burkwam tells us Border Patrol says at least a third are trafficked into human slavery. And remember, right. they're here. They're here in the most depraved form of sexual uh, depravity. That's what they're trafficked here for. So I want to make sure everybody understands it's your tax dollars paying for that. Steve Cortez. You know, Steve, such important points. Uh, And to that point of the human degradation that's going on because of a lawless border, there is nothing compassionate. There is nothing merciful about tolerating a lawless and porous American border because an authority will always intervene into a power vacuum. And the authority, unfortunately, is the cartels of Mexico, which were already powerful. But there has been such a historic transfer of wealth, just a, a monumental transfer of wealth to those cartels that I fear that they're going to completely destabilize Mexico. But getting back to the United States, Steve, you're exactly right. The two eyes were and remain the critical issues for the upcoming midterm elections, immigration and inflation. And they're very much related. And I know we're going to get in in a bit into the details of our faltering and really crashing American economy 
But regarding immigration, a couple points here. One is that what is particularly disturbing about what's going on right now, present day at the border, Steve, is that the border this time of year is absolutely scorching hot. So the fact that we have these kinds of record numbers with these kinds of temperatures outside tells me that things are going to get dramatically worse once the temperatures are actually a little more hospitable for crossing. But then, you know, I think the second issue is, and, and this is something that we should uh, we should be encouraged about, those of us who believe in sovereignty, those of us on the patriotic populist right, is that the American people are coming our way on this issue because of the created crisis at the border from Joe Biden. NPR polling, not a right-wing organization by any stretch. NPR polling shows us that the, for the very first time ever in the history of their polling, a majority believe that there is a, quote, invasion at the southern border. 54% of Americans believe there is an invasion. To also show you the trend of people coming our way, and this is why it pays to stake out the right policies, even when they're not popular at the time. Over time, we persuade people, and Joe Biden has helped uh, inadvertently persuade people through this crisis at the southern border. Four years ago, that same NPR poll, when they asked about a border wall, 45% of Americans were strongly opposed to a border wall. That number has gone all the way down to 27% today. I believe it will soon go into the teens. But the point is, the American people, the, the good, common sense citizens of this country, see the chaos of the border, realize that every town in America is a border town, and are increasingly coming our way to a place demanding border security and the sovereignty of the United States for our national security, for street safety, and for our economic well-being. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to Tijuana and Oscar Blue Ramirez. Uh, Oscar, talk to us about the caravans. What, what can we expect? It's uh, it's only as Steve Cortez says this is the most inhospitable time of year. As the weather improves, it's going to get worse. Tell us what's going on right now, sir. Uh, good morning. Uh, record breaking. Or this is the month of record breaking uh, caravans that they have been created. The South Border of Tapatula, six caravans. Until now, sir, we haven't finished August. So until now, six caravans, every single one of them has been between the quantities of 500 to 1,000. One of them just left this morning of 1,000 individuals walking all the way to not even to the north uh, state of Chiapas, sir. Now they are processing them in the other state that is the state of Oaxaca. So the whole system in Mexico and the whole system in the south border, it is so collapsed and it's so overwhelmed that now they're making them walk more than 120 kilometers to the other state so they can process their multiple migration form permit that allows them to walk freely into the northern borders into the United States of America. And also, sir, in addition to that, what we commented before, the expulsion letter. This has been a document that they're giving them and they are now processing that document for them to walk all the way to the north borders. That Watch out for that document because that will not give the United States of America the authority to deport them or to return them back to Mexico because they've already been expelled from the country of Mexico. So six caravans, six caravans have been made on this month of August. It's the record-breaking caravans in history uh, of in, uh, since caravans started in the South border of Mexico, sir. Oscar, the six caravans, where do, where do you believe right now that they're headed? Are they heading towards uh, Eagle Pass and, uh, and Del Rio? Are they going to head to Yuma? Are they heading to Tijuana? Are they breaking up and going different directions? What's your sense right now? Well, it has been an influx a lot in Ciudad Juarez. That is the border next to El Paso and also in Yuma, Arizona. They already know that in Yuma they got open gaps, sir, and they already know that there's places where they have uh, the ability to deliver themselves before they see the container, the, the so-called container wall, they, they are delivering themselves, and they're much easier for them to uh, be attended by the American authorities. They're not going that much either more to Eagle Pass and also to the Del Rio sector. Right now, they're going a lot to Arizona, the Yuma sector, and ultimately also to El Paso. So that's why you were seeing an an, a huge increase in the area of El Juarez and El Paso, Texas. Uh, Oscar, just hang right there. Let me go to Ben Burkwan. Ben, is this why, is one of the reasons they're, head, they're headed to uh, the Tucson and Yuma areas that they have this more sophisticated operation for actually getting drugs and, and slaves across? Yeah, it's a two-pronged uh, effort, Steve. So the, the cartel uses the, the people that are turning themselves in, these fake asylum seekers, as the diversion 
to take Border Patrol resources and, and not just Border Patrol. I was told that uh, down there we've got air marshals, 10 air marshals stationed down in the Yuma tents every single day trying to process these people. They're bringing in uh, different resources from all over the country. Those guys are the distraction so that the drug cartels and let me just say this, the leftists in America, we have evidence of organizations out of Tucson, uh, groups like No More Deaths. We actually flew over their camp. Um, and in just uh, outside of Aravaca, Arizona, where they are processing, it's a direct line. So you've got the distraction in places like Yuma and Eagle Pass, while the cartel is pushing their drugs and the high value targets and the, and the uh, slaves that they're pushing up through places like Aravaca into Tucson, directly aided and abetted by leftist organizations in America. Uh, ben, how can people follow you uh, throughout the day? We're going to try to have you guys back on every day. How do people follow you on social media and at Real America's Voice? Uh, americasvoice.news uh, all my social media is at ben burkwam and i'm actually doing a, a short fundraiser right now if i can mention it for uh, steve sure. or tim foley of arizona border recon people can go to my website frontlineamerica.com up till midnight tonight half of the proceeds from that will go directly to tim foley of arizona border recon who lives in aravaca and is one of the only people that's actually fighting to to stop this that's frontlineamerica.com We'll get you back on this afternoon and talk about Tim. Thank you very much. Let's go to uh, Anthony Aguero yes, and down in El Paso, Texas. Anthony, amazing reporting uh, for the farce. Remember, th th this is just all a farce. We could stop this with direct action. You, you, could, you could take action here and stop all this. When you hear these politicians and they're putting up trailers and they're doing all this, it's a farce. Anthony, how do people get to you on social media to follow your reporting? They, I've been canceled everywhere, Steve. I've only down to my gifts and go expose border uh, expose, expose open borders on Gifts and Go and on Getter, real Anthony. That's all I've got left, Steve. Why? Why have you been? Why have you been canceled? You're you're doing amazing reporting to try to save people's lives in there. Why have you been? Why have you been canceled? So immediately after I posted the video of the child, uh, the dated in Yuma, Arizona, these last couple of days, within less than 24 hours, Cash App sent me a verification that I had been canceled off of their. Uh, uh, App, I guess, and I've been canceled all across because I've been showing these kids a dated. Same thing with Facebook, YouTube, all the other uh, big tech companies, sir. Just remember, big tech oligarchs don't want to show the agony of these kids coming across being trafficked into slavery. Anthony, thank you very much. Look forward to, to seeing this afternoon or tomorrow. Uh, Oscar, uh, how do people get to you, sir? Thank you so much, sir. Uh, Oscar Blue on Getter, Oscar Blue on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, OscarBlueRamirez.com, and of course, sir, uh, Real American Voice News, uh, com, sir. Thank you, sir, for the invitation. Oscar, you be uh, very careful, sir. And Anthony also, as this border war, as the cartel wars start to heat up, we're going to be covering this nonstop. This is signal, not noise, an invasion. 4.9 million illegal aliens are in this country in the first 18 months of this illegitimate regime. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences for the uh, unfortunate children that are being trafficked through here and for American citizens. Short commercial break. Steve Cortez, Ben Harnwell, Dave Walsh, all next on The Economy in the World. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. It's all signal, no noise here. We're going to go, uh, by the way, over the weekend, as you know, we've had Dave Walsh on for months and months and months. I think Axios finally caught up today. Remember, Axios was the big inside baseball. If you read Axios or if you get Axios Premier Services, that's supposed to be the Mike Gallon's most inside baseball in Washington, D.C. And I'm proud to report that Dave Walsh and the War Room team has been on the European energy crisis for months and months and months and months. This is why hedge funds throughout the world and TV producers watch the show that we present to the deplorables for the deplorables, by the deplorables every day of the week. Steve Cortez. I want to start with you, Zero Hedge, all these stories coming out, you know, whether it's France, whether it's Germany, whether it's Poland. In Poland, they're, they're queuing up for 10 miles to get coal to, right. to stock in for, for, for the winter. I mean, it is, it, it is literally an obscenity. And if you don't think this is not going to happen here, ladies and gentlemen, you are dead wrong. Steve Cortez. Steve, these are advanced economies in Europe, which are regressing to medieval-like tactics 
uh, defensive tactics to literally provide heat for themselves in the coming winter. We know that uh, searches in Germany for firewood, internet searches for firewood acquisition have absolutely soared in Poland. You're exactly correct. Cars are literally waiting for days to get coal for the winter. Steve, these are the disastrous consequences of the Davos crowd, of the World Economic Forum, uh, and terrible leaders like Macron and Boris Johnson deciding to fund both sides of a war in Ukraine. First of all, massively escalating what should be a regional standoff between Russia and Ukraine over the eastern-speaking portion of eastern Ukraine. So escalating it. And then deciding through policy to literally fund both sides of the war. Now, it would be one thing if America decided to stand aside all right, and let Europe go down that terrible road. But instead, Joe Biden is not just engaging in it, but massively exacerbating it even more so at this point than the Europeans. So you're exactly right. The point here, America, take heed, take this warning, look at what is happening in Europe and do not think that it can't happen here. By the way, crude oil has taken a bit of a break in recent weeks, okay, back below $100, but it's up 3% today. Right now, as we speak, it's at $96. Don't think that it can't go in a nanosecond right back to 110, 120, $130 a barrel if things really heat up again, both in terms of the war in Ukraine as well as demand from but, Europe for energy. Yeah, yeah, so we are, hold on, hold on, but, 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 but hang on. On the oil, that's demand destruction. People are right. driving less. You're doing less. You're taking the family out less. If you're a truck driver, you're doing less of a route, so you're making less money. That's demand destruction is the reason. The principal reason it's dropped is that people are just doing less because the prices are so high. That shouldn't be any victory lap for, right. for, for Biden. Only the simpletons sit there. When you watch the news broadcast, they say, oh, well, you know, gasoline's down. That's a simpleton talking to you like you're a simpleton. You're not a simpleton. What they've right. done is demand destruction here. And demand destruction means you've had to change your lifestyle dramatically in order for those prices to change. Is that not correct, Mr. Steve Cortez? That is exactly right. And also, again, here, context and perspective are important. You'll see none of that from the corporate media, but War Room provides it. So even with a slight break off of the June highs in energy, we are still at massively elevated levels compared to when Joe Biden took office. For example, let's talk about natural gas, which is still above $9. It was $2.50 when Joe Biden was sworn in. $2.50 to above $9. So nobody should be celebrating crude oil, by the way, was in the 40s when Joe Biden took office. So nobody should be celebrating crude in the 90s. My point here, though, is that don't assume that just because the massive ascent has taken a very slight break, that, that means by any stretch that we're out of the woods regarding energy. And the situation in Europe, um, they're getting anything but a break. They're getting the exact opposite in Europe. I mean, it really portends, you know, I've said this many times on the show, for Europe, for the United States, not just recession. I don't think there's a debate anymore that we're in a recession. It's a matter of the severity of the recession and the increasing risks of something worse than recession. So on so many metrics, and energy is certainly one of them, we risk tipping into a depression. And also to connect the dots between Europe, the United States, and China, what we see right now is something we have not seen in two decades since China emerged as a global power. We have not seen the United States, Europe, and China all crash into recession simultaneously in concert. That is exactly what's happening right now. And we don't frankly know the consequences, but I can guarantee you this, they're going to be very dire. Let me Before you move on, I know you got more charts to go through, and we're going to take as much time as we need. I want people, I'm going to go back in time in 2008. 2008, when we crashed, the Chinese, because where they were financially, et cetera, they were able to ramp up. And they those are the years of the 10, 11, 12% growth. If you didn't have the CCP's corrupt engine to drive it through then, the 2008 would have looked even worse than it would look now. And his, what Cortez is saying, you have... Europe now, the bottom is going to fall out, and Wall Street is going to tell us energy here in a little while. The bottom's falling out. The real estate market in China, the bottom is falling out, and she is trying to paper it over with every aspect he can. That's about the, that's falling out. And the United States, as Steve Cortez is going to tell you, is falling out. You've never had all three, what, in, synch in synchronicity, right? In, mm -hmm. in, in the same time, simultaneously all imploded at the same time, Steve Cortez. No, that's exactly right, which is why the risks are so elevated right now. When you look at China, what happened in 2008 and 2009, now, you know, make no mistake, a lot of this was built on foolish borrowing and a lot of false bookkeeping, a lot of uh, just lying, frankly, from the Chinese Communist Party. But nonetheless, they were able to power through that recession. 
And that was actually helpful to the world economy because unfortunately we are so deeply intertwined with China. That, that process of decoupling must accelerate, but it's going to take years and years for us to do. At the present time, because we are so dependent on China for sourcing and because our capital markets particularly are so dependent on China because people like uh, Larry Fink at BlackRock, people in the ruling class of America have invested so much of the hard-earned wages of American workers into China. We are incredibly exposed to the massive slowdown to the recession that is looming in China. And so when you have that synchronicity that you talk about, the three major economic centers of the world, Europe, the United States, and China, all at once crashing into the ditch. The, 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 uh, the risks increase dramatically. And again, I want to be clear on this. We don't really know what the consequences will be because it has never happened before. So anybody who tells you they know precisely, I think, is being disingenuous. But I think what we can reasonably discern um, is that it's going to be really, really economically dangerous. And it only makes the domestic situation here, the domestic crisis we're in, which was created by Joe Biden and pre-existing those other outside forces, that only makes that crisis uh, and, the, and the deepening economic woes of the United States even more intense. Let's walk through. You've got some analysis you want to take us through. Let's go ahead and walk through that now because sure. got, wait, let's, get the, let's get the bad news out so people can uh, start to uh, think it through, chew on it and think it through. Well, you know, listen, the, the, the bad news is that the Federal Reserve Bank finally, at long last, has decided to recognize the deepness, the, the severity of the economic crisis that we're in and the inflation that they helped create. So nobody should feel sorry for them. But at least finally, Jerome Powell went to Jackson Hole and had the honesty to at least say, OK, we have a very severe crisis and we're going to need to take significant actions that will be painful to try to solve uh, this crisis, to try to solve this economic and fiscal nightmare that we're in. And I wrote a new article about this, which folks can access on my Substack via my social media. But what the Fed also did simultaneously, because this is how they operate, the permanent Washington, uh, permanent political class, they also tried to excuse themselves and they gave themselves a pass on missing, just completely whiffing on the biggest inflationary crisis in four plus decades. So if we have, do we have the clip ready, Steve, to play of, of Fed chairman or Fed president of Atlanta, Bostic? Can we play that? Do we, do we have that ready to go? Bringing that down okay, because the costs are higher. Well, I, you know, inflation is extremely high, uh, sort of unimaginable. The levels we're at are, were unimaginable 18 months ago. Okay. Unimaginable. Un unimaginable. <laughs> that is the, that is the president of the Atlanta Fed. Okay, telling us that it was unimaginable. By the way, educated at Harvard, PhD at Stanford. He was a senior professor at University of Southern California before he became the president of the Atlanta Fed. His very job, Steve, is price stability. Okay, there is nothing more important for any Fed official to do than price stability. He told us that it was unimaginable. Now, you mentioned this earlier, but I'd like to play this clip number two because it was 18 months to the day before Bostic said that. Can we play clip two? Our economy. I'm very worried. This rise in yields, it's caused a lot of volatility in financial markets this week. I think this is this portends very poorly for the Biden slow growth era that we are, I think, unfortunately entering. You think this so you think this is going to be even worse than the stagflation uh, back in the uh, in the 70s? You think that's where we're heading? OK, so there you yeah. have it. To the day, one year and a half ago. Yeah. By the way, look how tan I was there. I'm pretty tan now. I was more tan then. I got to get back to those days. But uh, listen, but, but jokes <laughs> more aside. More vacation something... days. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hang on, hang on a second. But I, I don't want to bury the lead here. One year ago on Friday, uh, it, Powell stood in front of that microphone and said it's only transitory. Correct. These guys, when he says, when, when the Fed chair in Atlanta, the president in Atlanta says unimaginable, no, it was totally it was totally right. understood. The American right. Recovery Act. It was obvious. Larry Summers, others, war room were sitting there just just do a set of math. That's what. And and they, but they were adamant about it. They were they were right. in your face about it that this is transitory. And right. so now you're supposed to take them at their word that they're gonna they're gonna. Are we supposed to take them at their word that they're actually gonna stick with a program to wring inflation right. out of here? He did use the V word. He used the Volcker word. What are your thoughts, Steve? Right. Yeah. No, listen, I mean, I think they're starting to get religion. It's too little too late, uh, but better late than never on that point. But, you know, I want to make the, the Steve, I think you're alluding at least to a bigger issue here, which is, you know, the failure of the so-called expert class right in the United States. 
they, we know as much, if not more, than they know. And unlike them, we're not dishonest, right? We don't have a commitment to narrative over the facts and data and evidence. And so you and I, a year and a half ago, right, with no access to the army of PhDs that the Federal Reserve has, without the programmers that they have, we were able to clearly discern that Biden's attack on American energy combined with exorbitant borrowing and spending was going to produce massive inflation combined with an economic slowdown, which of course is the definition of stagflation. And we were seeing that all throughout 2021, while Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell and the uh, entire Biden White House were lying to the American people and trying to sell this ridiculous ruse that it was transitory. Now, I would suggest to you, Steve, one of the reasons, because I think this is important, I'd like to get into this with Bostic. I would suggest to you that one of the reasons that with all of his credentials, all of his august uh, uh, line items on his CV, on his curriculum vitae, I would suggest that one of the reasons that he completely whiffed and other Fed officials completely whiffed is their commitment to narrative in instead of trying to discover and, and read into the economic reality of America. And what I mean by that, and I discuss this in my article, and I and I provide some links to it. He wrote an article, Bostic did, the chairman of the of the Atlanta Fed, the president of the Atlanta Fed, on the quote moral and economic imperative to end racism. And in that article, he cites George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Well, this might be a very good reason why Bostic was asleep at the wheel when it came to inflation because he was too busy trying to spread woke propaganda. And I would also, by the way, point to the paradox of this man who has enjoyed such a successful life in the United States. If this country is systemically racist, yeah. we are incredibly bad at it because somebody <laughs> like Bostic went to Harvard no. and Stanford, and he is now <laughs> the, the, the chief Fed official in the southeastern United States. If we are a systemically racist country, the fact that we put a gay black man, which he is, into yeah. that role, it doesn't speak very well it's, of our skill as racist, does it? Here's here's my. By the way, the Fed also does. The Atlanta Fed does all the GDP forecasts. My bigger issue with him is that he doesn't talk about inequality driven by wait for it, negative interest rates. Right. This is what's crushed the African American community. It's crushed the Hispanic community. The zero interest rates only took care of the wealthy. Where he doesn't quote like guys like instead of the George Floyd and Brianna. Why didn't he talk about Richard Fisher? What Richard Fisher said about the Fed's policies to bail out the wealthy, the bail out the wealthy. Short commercial break. Return in a moment to the worm. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. By the way, it's totally free. If you want to get, um, you know, Steve Cortez 24-7, uh, Steve Bannon, I'm putting up stuff all hours of the day or night. Uh, ben Harnwell and, of course, Dave Walsh, go together. It's totally free, and you get totally in the loop. And I, and once again, I want to tell everybody that if you take one year of your life, get on together with what we're just saying, watch the show, go the links, um, you'll get as good an education as an MBA from Harvard, the Harvard Business School. And I mean that. Maybe we've got a little set of helping on the analytics on the side, but once you learn some simple math, you'll be there. Uh, Cortez, um, talk about simple math. Asian markets. See, here's what people right. have to understand is that is that here here's where we are right now. You have real wages have decreased 16 months in a row, correct, in the right. Biden regime. Am I correct? correct? 16 months, correct. real wages down. Inflation's on fire. So every day you get up, every day you go to work. Remember, when you're in a car right now on the train, wherever you are watching the show, listen, so as you go to work, every day you're falling behind because the right. burning dumps are fire and inflation versus your real wages. Boom. You're losing there. Now, because they finally jammed themselves up and they got to get serious about taking liquidity off of the balance sheet of the Fed plus raising interest rates, the housing market, they just had this big report, 138 cities across the country. Dropping some as much as 74% the house prices, but generally they think it could be a 20% drop in potentially in values of home. 
which is going to wipe out your net worth. So the Biden administration has put you in a vice. They've right. crushed your net worth, that little bit of thing you got, the home equity, the thing you've worked so hard for, the home equity. They're wiping that out at the same time that you're on the hamster wheel. Fall, the harder you run, the more you fall behind. Steve Cortez. No, that's the reality. And unfortunately, this is par for the course for Joe Biden. To connect this to our last discussion, by the way, about exacerbating inequality, the last time that Biden was in the White House as vice president during the eight years of Obama-Biden, according to Fed data, only the top 10% of wage earners in America saw their net worth increase during those eight years. And that's eight long years. So we're not just penalizing them for the recession that they inherited. But over eight years, only the top 10% increased their net worth. The other 90% lost ground. They got poorer when Biden was vice president. And among Black Americans, this is a staggering statistic from the Fed. Among Black Americans, they lost one third of their net worth during the Obama Biden oh, hold, years. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is what I say. Dr. Bostick, brother, I'm all with you on the inequality of the Federal Reserve on working class right. people, regardless of race, ethnicity, right. uh, religion. It just destroys them. But then you go and look at the statistics of Hispanic Americans and black Americans, the policies, brother, that you have supported, okay? Right. That's why I say, please, when you're talking about racism, do me a favor and don't quote the George Floyd stuff, all that. Go to Royce, what Royce White said. Go quote Richard Fisher. Richard mm -hmm. Fisher, the president of the Dallas Fed, told you at the time what was going to happen. This is the scam. Right. You're being destroyed right now, and you got media sitting there with this guy, and it's all happy talk. Right. It's all happy talk. And we're not in a time you can have. have remember, we have Correct. an opportunity cost of action. Every day you don't take action is another day this calamity builds. Steve and, Cortez. And Steve, yeah. And Biden is doing it again, unfortunately. He, he's continuing where he left off. And then some. He's doing it on steroids now. And financial markets are starting to wake up. They had a, uh, a bunch of cold water thrown all over them by Jerome Powell on Friday. The Dow was down 1,000 points. But it was even worse in some key sectors. You know, you mentioned housing. And I think this is important. The housing sector was down. Uh, the XHB, which is in one ticker, that's an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, where you get all the home builders put together, it was down 4.4% on Friday. Steve, that's a bad year, much less a bad day, <laughs> down 4.4%. But it's not just the retail and housing sector. Semiconductors were down 5% on Friday. And so far today, it's not quite as bad, but the selling continues today. Right now, as we speak, the Dow is down 250 points. And this was was foretold last night. And I was posting this on social media on my Getter account last night because the Nikkei got absolutely slammed. It was already closed on Friday, of course, when the Jackson Hole speeches uh, were going on. So when it opened up Sunday night, our time, Monday morning in Tokyo, it got hit 760 points, almost down 3%. For the Nikkei. So unfortunately, I think volatility abounds. Volatility is very likely to continue as financial markets begin to reckon with what most folks on Main Street have already known, which is that A, we are in a terrible recession, but B, unlike most recessions, things aren't getting cheaper. Things are staying incredibly expensive and unaffordable. It's literally the worst of all worlds right now for the American economy. And again, connecting this back to politics, if we focus, if we stay focused on the two eyes, immigration and inflation. We have the answers on both of these macro issues. We have the solutions to fix the messes that were caused by the Democrats and Joe Biden. And if we message correctly and persuasively on those fixes and on those solutions, I remain convinced that we're going to have an absolute wave year, no matter how much corporate media is trying to depress us and no, no matter how much they might try to put out um, some some polling, which is only meant to suppress suppression type polls that are only meant yeah. to dismay us. Uh, we, we shouldn't give in to that reality. Uh, we have 70 days roughly to go and we are going to sprint through the finish line because the state of this country right now is abysmal and we must save it. The clock is ticking. The hour is late. No, uh, real quickly, uh, one more crack. How do people get to the subject? This article is one of the most important you've written. I want to make sure everybody gets access to it. Where do they have to go to get this? Yeah, please go read it. You can find me on Getter at Steve, and the Substack is right in my biography. You can click on it there. You can also find me, for now, still on Twitter, at Cortez, Steve Cortez with an S. Steve Cortez, thank you very much, brother. Thank you for being here for us uh, on the kickoff of the week. Thank you. Um, okay, in the next hour, 
We are going to do a little more Lago, but we're going to do the Mike Davis version. We're going to go through exactly what happened over the weekend. A massive win for federal, uh, for President Trump because they're going to appoint a special master. Because guess what? A federal judge doesn't trust the Justice Department either. But the drum beats starting. The drum beats out there. They're going to indict him. They're going to indict him. They're going to indict him. We're going to get to all that. Okay, we're going to go back to Europe. We're going to talk about the economy, how it's going to impact you. We're going to Mar-a-Lago and talk about the, uh, what is it, the raid and the ransack, uh, the defilement and desecration of Mar-a-Lago, all because of a overdue library book. What is a library card? The librarians, the, the battle of the librarians, the National Archive, the administrative states, secretaries, all upset and clutching her pearls. That means Trump's got to be indicted. Also, we're going to go a couple of three uh, big developments on COVID. Now they're just putting out boosters and not even testing. Dr. Robert Malone and Naomi Wolf will also join us all in this hour in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.